The following KOPN podcast is made possible by the generous donations from listeners like you. Please consider a donation to listener-supported community radio, KOPN. You can donate securely online at kopn.org. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Food Sleuth Radio, where we help you think beyond your plate. I'm Melinda Hemmelgarn, a registered dietitian and investigative nutritionist on a mission to connect the dots between food, health, and agriculture and find food truth. And today, I am delighted to welcome Turner Wyatt. He is the executive director of a nonprofit organization called Upcycled Food, and we are going to talk about food waste and how we can reduce food waste through his ingenious idea. He is the CEO of the Upcycled Food Association based in Denver, and this is a nonprofit trade association. Do I have that right? That's correct. All right. Turner, welcome. I'm really pleased to have you with me today. Tell me something. Tell me about how you got interested in food waste. I come to food waste through the food rescue lens. So when I was in college, I co-founded a wonderful organization called Denver Food Rescue. And it was one of those really creative nonprofit organizations that goes to grocery stores and rescues the food that would otherwise go to waste and delivers it to low-income families or other people experiencing food insecurity. And I served as the executive director for about seven years and really loved the work, loved the community that we built and still do to this day. And I have to say, at the same time, I was always a little bit frustrated by the limitations of the nonprofit model, and in particular, anything that's funded by philanthropy. It's Mm -hmm. a little fickle, and what I was really interested in is scalable solutions, economically sustainable solutions to food waste. Mm -hmm. And that's because I know that food waste reduction is a really, really powerful way to address climate change, but only if we're doing it at scale. And so I started to kind of look around. What are the more economically sustainable ways to address food waste? And that's when I learned about food upcycling, which is an ancient tradition, but is having a renaissance in recent years. And started reaching out to the really creative entrepreneurs who are creating upcycled food brands. And in my conversations with them, I was noticing, wow, these businesses are experiencing many of the same issues, the same barriers to success. And so really the idea for the Upcycled Food Association came from them, not from me. And in their words, let's work together on our shared barriers so that each of our businesses can focus on its own success. And let's create a centralized organization that can kind of take the burden of some of these shared challenges that we all experience as a growing community of upcycled food companies, take that burden off our shoulders and centralize it and neutralize those problems together as a collaborative versus everyone trying to solve those problems individually. This is great. Okay, so I see this as a fabulous new trend. And I want to step back and just ask you to define what is upcycled food? Well, that's a really good question. And one of the first things that we seek to do as an organization is answer exactly that. What is upcycled food? Because no official definition exists. And this is the kind of role of a centralized trade association and what the value is that we can offer. Because answering those questions, doing the research and figuring out what is our lexicon as an industry, 
and what are the standardizations for certification and, and everything else, those are questions that really make sense to be addressed at the industry scale versus the business scale. Right. So that's all to say that upcycled food basically is a food that is made from the byproducts of some other food processing. It's food that is made of ingredients that would have otherwise gone to waste. Okay. Can you give me some examples? Absolutely. So think of a brown banana being upcycled into a delicious banana treat. Think of spent brewery grain getting upcycled into a high-quality flour. Think of misshapen or quote-unquote ugly produce being made available directly to consumers. Think of beer being made from otherwise wasted bread. These are the kind of business models that our members have, and we're really excited because there's a ton of product innovation happening in our industry with these really amazing, creative, likable brands that consumers really love. And what we're trying to do as an industry association is bring that into the conventional existing food system so that big, established, recognized food brands start to include upcycled food ingredients into their existing products. I am so surprised that big food producers aren't already doing this, that they would be accepting of having a fairly large waste stream. It's crazy. Every single food processing and manufacturing process in the entire world has some kind of byproduct, whether it's a cheese rind or it's some byproduct from the outside of a bean or something, whenever you're making a food product or manufacturing or processing any kind of food, there's some kind of byproduct. And right now, all of those byproducts, or most of them, the vast majority of them, are going into the landfill where it's causing environmental damage by releasing methane when it's rotting in a landfill, right? Right. And so what upcycled food does is it attacks food waste from two angles, from reducing the emissions that are created when food rots in the landfill, before that, even up the chain, it reduces food waste in the first place because this is food that's perfectly good, it's nutritious, it's good for your body, and it's totally safe and part of the food system already. All it is is going to waste because we don't have current markets for it. And so, again, that's why this is a really exciting space is because this is stuff that's already out there and all we have to do is find products and ways to process these byproducts into things that people want to buy. And in general, what we're learning from the research is that customers are really excited about this because upcycled food serves as an opportunity for them to buy food that aligns with their sustainability values. Consumers more and more want to buy products, especially food, that is a reflection of their own values. And upcycled food is one of the best ways to vote for sustainability with your dollars every single day. And I'm sure as part of the lexicon that you were speaking of earlier, we have to make sure that people understand that this is perfectly fine and quality food as opposed to, hmm, was this food that was kind of going bad already and then it was turned into something else? So do you know what I mean? Like you can see how helping the consumer understand the value of this and the fact that it's really fine and high quality food is part of our mission in helping people grasp onto this idea. Totally. Yeah. Upcycled food is is totally quality. It's it's nutritious, it's healthy, it's 
everything that we want. And on top of that, it's helping the environment. And yeah, there are a lot of misconceptions about food waste in general. When I was working in the food rescue world, there was this misconception that, oh, a grocery store, we can't donate our excess food that people don't buy to you because we'll get sued. Well, we all know that's not true because there's a federal law called the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Act that frees everyone involved in a donation of food to a nonprofit charity free from liability. Okay, and so that's a huge misconception that exists in this space. And it's not just in food rescue. It exists in all facets of the food waste reduction world, including in upcycled food. And so part of what we want to do is dispel those myths. Yeah, this is food that was about to go bad. That's not it at all. It's just food that doesn't currently have a market because there are different trends that happen in our purchasing as customers at the grocery store. And there are little bits that fall through the cracks, so to speak, at every stage of the chain. And upcycled food is really just a way of capturing that high-quality food that would otherwise go to waste and processing it, or sometimes not even processing it, just making it available to be purchased by food customers. Okay, so you've got some statistics on your website, and of course I'm familiar with these. They've been around. We hear that anywhere between 30 to 40% of our food is wasted today. What percentage of that food that is wasted do you know Is it due to the fact that it has somehow spoiled or is it due to the fact that it has somehow just not met the specs of being perfect? That's a good question and I don't have an answer. There's a lot of mystifying statistics out there when it comes to food waste and we don't have a lot of good data. Remember, food is grown all over the planet and it's consumed all over the planet. And so to get really good data on this stuff is really, really hard. However, we're getting better at it. And we're happy to be a part of a world in, in food waste reduction that is very savvy to data and being evidence-based. And we look forward to contributing to that as we grow as an organization. Right. That being said, I think that we've all heard the statistics out there about 30 to 40% of food goes to waste. I think it's interesting to think about what those actually mean. And probably some of your listeners have heard the statistic that if food waste were a country in terms of emissions, have you heard this one? No. If food waste were a country, then its emissions would be the third highest after the U.S. and China. Well, what does that mean? It's not because all the food that's going to waste is releasing enough carbon emissions through CO2 and methane to equal the third most amount of emissions compared to all other countries. What that is, is the amount of energy that goes into producing food that is ultimately wasted adds up to that amount of emissions, which means that as a planet, we need to focus not just on diverting food waste from the landfill. We need to focus on reducing food waste, preventing food waste, in the first place, before Mm -hmm. it even happens. And upcycled food is exactly that. It's not just food waste diversion, diverting food waste, food that would have otherwise been wasted from the landfill. It's actually preventing food from going to waste in the first place. Right. So my understanding is that most food is wasted in the home. Have you seen that same statistic? Definitely. And I think Restaurants and grocery stores catch a lot of flack for being the businesses who contribute to food waste because they're culling produce out of the produce section and tossing stuff that people leave on their plates. 
And when you look at all of those, they're really consumer problems more than their grocery store or restaurant problems. If we didn't leave food on our plates, if we didn't have such high standards in terms of how our food looks versus how it tastes and how nutritious it is when we're shopping in the grocery store, then those businesses wouldn't throw that food out. And so we as eaters have the greatest responsibility when it comes to reducing food waste of all. And yes, as a sector, food goes to waste in your home more than it does anywhere else. So grocery stores, distributors, other retailers, like restaurants, those all pale in comparison compared to in your own refrigerator, the food that's going to waste. And so it really puts the ball in your court to be a part of this important solution to climate change. The book Drawdown, which I highly recommend, a bunch of PhDs came together and ranked the top 100 ways to address climate change. Reduction of food waste was number three, ahead of regenerative agriculture, ahead of solar energy. This is a really, really potent tool to address our environmental challenges and the balls in our court we as consumers have more power than anyone else in the food system, which is a really, really empowering thing. And I think that's one of the more exciting things about upcycled food too, because here you are with yet another opportunity as a consumer to contribute to the solution just by voting with your dollars and buying upcycled food products. Yeah, this is great. I need to take one break. We're halfway through and remind our listeners that if you're just joining us, you're tuned into Food Sleuth Radio. We are speaking with Mr. Turner Wyatt. He is the chief executive officer of the Upcycled Food Association. This is a nonprofit trade association with a mission to reduce food waste in a truly creative and entrepreneurial way. And I just think whenever I hear somebody like you speak about what could be, what's novel and exciting and doing good things for the planet. I just want to commend you for this. On your website, you talked about one of the roles that your association wants to do, in addition to finding the shared lexicon, is trying to identify barriers or challenges in getting unwanted food to market. What are the biggest barriers or challenges that you're facing? Part of it is just increasing lines of communication within our industry. And I'm really happy to be a part of the upcycled food movement. And I humbly step into this industry and this community sort of as a newcomer amongst many people who have been doing this for a long time. And especially in light of the fact that upcycling food is an ancient tradition. And one of the things that we seek to do as an organization is just connect people, entrepreneurs, with potentially upcycled food products and ingredients to usher in the next generation of upcycled food entrepreneurs, as well as support existing businesses and bring big food business into the mix. Because at the end of the day, if our goal is to reduce the most food waste possible, we're not going to get there with a ton of new small startup food businesses that are upcycling food in creative and wonderful ways, yes, but who have small scale. And so one of the big barriers that we're trying to address is to get innovative entrepreneurs to scale so that they can meet the needs of ingredient supply and innovation and support for big food companies to start using upcycled food ingredients in their own products because once we start to see adoption, which 
we're already starting to see big food companies express interest in this as a way to watch out for their own bottom line. Because remember, all of their byproducts that are going to waste right now, that's a loss. And so any way that we can support them in upcycling food is actually doubly rational for them because they're reducing a loss and they're creating this new high-quality product that they can profit off of. And that's really exciting because it's an opportunity for the entire food system to work together. People who are who really value sustainability and the big powerful players in our food system already. And as a industry association, the Upcycled Food Association, we're in this really wonderful place where we get to bring everyone together and say, let's all put in our skills to reduce food waste in a way that benefits everyone. You mentioned a couple of times now that upcycling food is an ancient tradition. I had no idea. Can you give me an example or two? Absolutely. Like I said, there's upcycled beer that's made from otherwise wasted bread. Well, some of the first beer in the world was beer that was fermented from otherwise wasted bread. Hmm. What do we think a tortilla chip is but a upcycled tortilla? So throughout history, we've had to be really smart with how we use our food resources. And I think most of us would agree with the philosophy that when we're eating an animal, for example, let's make sure we put every part to use. When we're eating anything, let's put every part to use. And that's exactly what upcycled food gives us the opportunity to do, is just live our values of using our food resources to the highest and best use. And as an industry, we're supporting the businesses who are carrying the torch of this ancient tradition and giving it new light by creating really innovative and exciting products that are delicious and quality and nutritious. And again, the reason consumers are really excited about this is not just because it is good for their body, but because it's good for the planet. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So I have heard probably at just about every conference I attend about human health and nutrition and this growing population that we somehow have to double our food production to feed this growing world. And I kind of step back from that and question it because of all of this food waste. When you hear this idea of we've got to increase food production, we've got to feed all these extra mouths in the world, what kind of thoughts go through your head? Well, I think it's obvious that if 40%, so getting pretty close to half of our food is going to waste, then that means that we have a huge margin to work with before we need to start deforesting more rainforest to grow more food, to do more agriculture in places that it really doesn't make sense to. And instead, let's put this 40% of food that's going to waste now to work for us to provide more food for our growing planet and limit our tap on existing resources. As we're going throughout the 21st century, we have to be really careful with things like deforestation because by orders of magnitude, contributes to climate change and makes it worse. And so by using the food that is currently going to waste, we unlock opportunities to protect our current environment and our current resources. And that's really, really important right now. I couldn't agree more. I think that if you look at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the American Public Health Association, the United Nations, anybody who's really paying attention to what's going on on this small little marble that we all share called planet Earth, 
climate change is our biggest challenge. And the fact that you have these statistics on food waste and the fact that you're putting forth such a major effort to reduce that is tremendous. And I truly commend you. I don't know about you, but I subscribe to food recall data. And I am always... You are officially a food nerd. Yes, I am. But more than a food nerd, I care deeply about our planet. And every time I hear about thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds of meat being recalled, the first thing that comes to mind is who's doing the math on what we've lost from a natural resource perspective? As you mentioned briefly before about the food costs with just discarding food that, say, might be ugly or not acceptable for whatever reason. But what about the recalls due to, say, bacterial contamination? When you've got this huge scale of production, you get one little bit of contamination and you've got to throw out the whole bunch. So talk to me about that. You know, I'm not a food safety expert, but what I do know is that one thing that we're trying to do with upcycled food is help to reduce the burden that suppliers and producers feel by our really wasteful food system that's sort of based on this mindset of scarcity, yes. um, when really it's not a scarcity problem. It's a distribution problem, and it's a processing issue where you know we're trying to build a food system where all food goes to its highest and best use, and that's a food system of abundance, which is reality. And I think that if we can unlock the abundance that already exists within our food system, then there's less pressure on the people with power within our food system to make mistakes. Yeah. What about gleaning? This is, again, an ancient practice of going into fields and rescuing food that might often otherwise go to waste. Talk to me about the role of gleaning with regard to upcycling food. Well, it's a tremendous role. We're really happy to partner with a number of gleaning organizations. And as you said, gleaning is sort of like doing food rescue directly from farms. Right. So it's food loss rather than food waste. It's food loss because it's not wasted because it actually never makes it into our food system in the first place. We kind of just lose out on it, yeah. which is just as much of a shame because, like I said, we're trying to put all food to its highest and best use. And sitting in a field somewhere and rotting and releasing methane is, is certainly not the highest and best use. And so when we talk about upcycled food, we're not just talking about processed foods that are created from byproducts or ingredients that would otherwise go to waste. I think we also have to think about whole produce, things that are made available in ways that they weren't before. And so whether that's, you know, we have some members who are drying fruit out and preserving it through drying it and making it available, or simply making available the purchase of food that doesn't meet typical beauty standards in in retail outlets like grocery stores and making that available for purchase I am really excited about that because coming from the health equity world and the food rescue world, I'm a big advocate for consumption of, I'm a big advocate for nutrition, and I think a big part of that is increasing your consumption of whole fresh produce. And and that being said, you know, there's some really exciting things that, that are processed upcycled foods too, like okara flour that is a byproduct of soybean and processing and tofu production. 
you end up with this byproduct called okara that you can dry and mill into a flour that's really high protein, high nutrition, gluten-free alternative flour. And kind of across the board, we're seeing really nutritious upcycled foods pop up, whether it's whole produce or something that's processed. So we're seeing a lot of really exciting nutrition innovation in upcycled food as well. I'm so glad to know that because, of course, I am based in this whole idea of, well, food reverence for sure, not wasting food, but also thinking about how can we feed people truly well and utilizing food that would ordinarily just go to waste because it's not perfect. So if I'm in the grocery store or if I'm out and about, say, at a farmer's market, wherever I might be able to find upcycled foods, will there be a label? Like, how can I help support what you're doing? Great question. And, well, you can find some of our featured members on our website, upcycledfood.org. But the answer to your question is yes. Later on this year, we're launching a product certification program that will help you identify where upcycled foods are in your grocery store. Chances are there are already some that are upcycled out there. Maybe you even already bought them and you just didn't know that they were upcycled. Well, this is to spread education and awareness about upcycled food and how it's a tool to achieve sustainability and how it's voting for sustainability with your dollars. And the product certification program is going to launch later this year, and it, we hope that it really helps to increase awareness and demand for these products that people that are already out there and help us celebrate them more as a part of this movement uh, of ushering in the next generation of sustainable food. Wow. Well, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I've been the one throwing out all the questions to you. What do you want our listeners to know about what you're doing? I guess... I guess my call to action would just be kind of what you said when we started this conversation, that food waste is a huge environmental problem, but unlike so many other of the problems that we experience in this crazy world today, we actually have the most power over the solution. And yes, there are some big, scary companies in the food system that we think about sort of controlling what we eat and what's in our schools, and those are really hard problems to tackle. And yet food waste, the third most effective solution to climate change, climate change, the biggest problem facing our planet today, that solution is in our hands. We are the ones ultimately with the most power. And for me, that just says that that's where we should be focusing our energy. If it's not only one of the most effective tools at averting climate disaster, and it's the tool that we have the most power over, that is such an incredible opportunity to make change. And that's something that's worth voting with our dollars. It's worth our money. It's worth our time. And so I urge you and your listeners to, when you're thinking about the environment, think about food waste and then think about yourself because you are the one with power to change it. Well. Well, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. And I want to make sure that our listeners know the website, again, is www.upcycledfood.org. I will provide a link to that on the website that is associated with this program. 
In closing, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. I want to remind everyone that Food Sleuth Radio is produced by Dan Hemmelgarn at KOPN Studios in beautiful downtown Columbia, Missouri. And most of all, I want to thank my guest, Mr. Turner Wyatt. He is the Chief Executive Officer of the Upcycled Food Association. This is a nonprofit trade association that is truly tackling climate change in a way that we can all just be enthusiastic and supportive for. So thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.